0: Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd, passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. Today I am going to share the seven warning signs of an unhealthy gut and how your gut health is at the bottom of your health pyramid. Today's episode is sponsored by my upcoming online workshop on the 17th of February, Bloated to Beautiful. Ladies, how to get to the root cause of your bloating. In this online workshop you'll discover why you bloated the root cause of your bloating and how to use nutrition to beat your bloat so head to the show notes to register it's a free event on 6 pm australian western standard time on the 17th of february also ladies those that register and show up on the night i will be giving a special giveaway it is linked to my Gut Hormone Solution, the 12-week program to get you from symptoms to solutions. So head to the show notes, hit register and make sure you come along to Pick My Brain. So today I want to start with a question. Do you need to have GI symptoms to have an unhealthy gut? No, you don't, not at all. So often women come to me with might be a range of different conditions, it might be a skin concern, it might be hormonal imbalance, it might be periods, it might be, you know, something non-GI, so gastrointestinal related. And the first thing I always want to jump into is hey, what gut symptoms do you have? And often it's like, no, I don't have any at all. My gut is fine. But I want to pull that apart a bit because firstly what is your gut is fine to you what does that mean um, because often women don't realize that only having one bowel movement every couple of days isn't actually normal and that, you know, being bloated after every meal isn't actually normal. So first you need to identify and we need to chat about, okay, what is what is a healthy gut? So regular bowel movements, one to three times a day, not having loose stools, the color of your stools, um, the consistency of your stools, whether there's food in there. So all those things we need to sit down and assess But then, if that comes back as, oh, that's fine, there are still symptoms of a compromised digestive system that go beyond irritable bowel syndrome, so IBS. So more than constipation, diarrhea, loose stools, gas, bloating, there is a lot of other things that we need to unpack. So I've talked about IBS previously and why it's not a real diagnosis. So jump back to episode 3, If you want to hear more on that we all know that disease begins in the gut but how do we know if and when your gut needs some more support so there's definitely the obvious warning signs as I mentioned already constipation loose stools and I know that many women struggle with these but if you don't are there other warning signs that your gut needs some support So, like I said, women often come wanting to correct skin conditions, fatigue, period problems, uh, saying that their gut is good. But like I said, just because you don't have GI symptoms doesn't mean that everything is okay. Your poor gut health might be the root cause of a whole bunch of conditions, seven which I'm going to chat about today. Through restoring optimal gut health, we can then start to heal those other symptoms. So let's start with autoimmunity. So there's a couple precursors for autoimmunity. Uh, Genetics, definitely. Environmental triggers and leaky gut lining. So autoimmunity, when it comes to the gut, goes beyond just gut immune conditions. So Crohn's, ulcerative colitis and celiac or those, those ones which is actually diagnosed autoimmune condition. But there's more than that. There's arthritis, there's thyroid conditions, there's skin conditions like psoriasis. So how do we know if the gut is causing these non-GI autoimmune conditions? Now, firstly, yes, you do need to assess your genetics because genetics do play a role. Then you need to think back to environmental triggers. Was there parasites? Was there pathogens? Was there inflammation caused by something severe food poisoning which could have caused this stress within the body these environmental triggers can then cause this leaky gut lining and leaky gut lining generally is the basis for your inflammation and your autoimmune condition now let me break that down for you so When I say leaky gut lining, those cell walls in your gut, in your large intestine, should be shoulder to shoulder. Now, when they get leaky, so when they start to separate and they're not tight junctions anymore, things that should stay within your GI tract can get into your bloodstream. Now, this is when your body sets off an immune response and if it's sending off an immune response And that can set off an immune or autoimmune condition. It's when your body is essentially attacking itself, okay so Leaky gut lining can be caused by quite a few things. We're talking about um, your medications, your pathogens, stress, poor diet, uh, birth control pill, antibiotics. All these things impact the integrity of those cells. And when, like I said, when that gets impacted, when there's inflammation, when they're no longer tight junctions, then things can get into our bloodstream where we do send off that immune response. Now, chronic inflammation can then go to other areas of the body, which then we start to see, like I said, thyroid or psoriasis or um, arthritis, like joint conditions as well. So an autoimmune condition may actually be a sign of an unhealthy gut. So definitely something that you need to consider. And by supporting that leaky gut lining with probiotics, prebiotics, your diet, Uh, nutrition stress reduction you will start to see a decrease in your autoimmune symptoms now another one i want to talk about is mood disorders such as anxiety and depression so i feel like this comes in two parts when i was really unwell i struggled with a lot of anxiety but not just um, just around food, but it was things like I was worried about eating out at people's places, I was worried about being constipated, I was worried about loose stools, I was worried about reacting to foods, I was worried about body image because of the severe bloating. So there was that whole side of anxiety, but then there's the other side of this anxiety and depression as well that actually comes from a good gut flora that should be reducing these symptoms. So let me explain that to you. The gut microbiome influences your serotonin and your dopamine production. So more than 90% of serotonin is found in the gut. So if there's no feel-good juices flowing, then how are you supposed to have a happy or a good mood? So we want to increase this serotonin, increase this dopamine. So things you know like exercise and stuff set off say you know those feel good you feel good after it but our gut microbiome do the same so that good gut flora do the same now antidepressants also we don't want to look at them as a long-term solution they definitely had their role and so does anxiety medication but it is more promising to see research surrounding probiotics and prebiotics and building up that good gut flora because we're starting to see how much that influences our mood This then paired with the absorption of uh, essential nutrients and minerals can really, really help that uh, healthy mood state as well. Now, weight gain is another one that I typically see a lot in women with uh, poor levels of good gut flora. If you come to me and you say, I'm you know, i doing all the right things, I'm exercising, I'm eating well, but I'm just not losing weight. I'd be like, right, okay, yes, we need to assess your adrenals. Yes, we need to assess your hormone balance. Yes, of course, I will look at your diet and your exercise and make sure there's not fatigue and you're not overdoing it and that side of things where your body's just clinging onto that extra weight. But... Our gut bacteria affect the way that we store fat, so it affects our blood glucose levels and it affects the hormones that make us feel hungry or make us feel full. So it doesn't matter how much you exercise or how well you eat, you're not losing weight if your gut bacteria doesn't want you to. Now this can take quite a long time to get our head around as we're very used to the calories in, calories out mindset, but it's just not true. We're seeing or I'm seeing firsthand in myself and my clients um, as well as the scientific literature that there's no de- denying the role of our microbiome in our weight loss. So the wrong mix of bacteria in our gut can influence our obesity and especially this even impacts from the moment we're born. So it is quite hard to get our head around but your, your bacteria balance will influence your weight loss and weight gain. Fatigue is another common one that I see as a sign of an unhealthy gut. So although we tend to put it down to our busy lifestyles, our gut's actually playing quite a big role here. Now, I struggled with fatigue for a very long time and I had a lot of GI symptoms with it. And as I was trying to fight off parasites and candida um, and I had that severe bloating and a lot of stomach pain, I was really fatigued. Now, this is linked into digestive issues can cause adrenal fatigue and then adrenal fatigue can cause digestive issues so it does get linked into this vicious cycle we get that stress from parasites food sensitivities bacterial overgrowth pain all of this can lead to adrenal exhaustion so that is when your body's just not making the stress hormones anymore but Before it even gets to that bad, the high levels of cortisol and other hormones released as a result of stress can suppress your immune system, stop digestion and also reduce the levels of good bacteria in your gut. So then this then impacts your digestive symptoms and then you have that same cycle again. Now, this low levels of good gut flora can impact how you digest the food, like I said, so you might get that excess fermentation, so it's hard to work, so you are more tired. So it is very much linked to that bacteria that's in your gut and your energy output. Now, rethink if you're falling asleep at 3pm or you're super tired in the afternoon. Is it because of your gut flora or is it just because of a lack of sleep? Now, skin conditions is one that I do come across a lot. Women might not have GI symptoms, but they do have skin conditions. And I'm talking uh, eczema, psoriasis, like I've already touched on, um, acne, for example. It's not always directly, I'm bloated or I'm constipated and I've got acne. But it may be a sign that you don't have enough good gut flora so therefore, you're not absorbing your nutrients as well. It might be causing that internal stress in your gut, which then can be triggering cortisol. It can be um, throwing your hormones completely out of whack. Again, if you don't, um, if you're not eating enough fibre, you're not absorbing that excess oestrogen or hormones circling around your body. You're also going to be noticing it in your skin or skin conditions. So we do also see these with yeast and with candida sometimes we get those like chicken skin bumps on the arms again a sign that something's not quite right with your gut um, there's also research coming out saying that SIBO so small intestinal bacteria overgrowth can be linked to uh, rosacea and also low levels of good gut flora with or without symptoms can be linked to psoriasis um, now, yeah, like I said, skin conditions, definitely, GR symptoms or not, you need to be thinking about probiotics, prebiotics, restoring that gut lining, so leaky gut, and rebuilding the density of good gut flora. Now, headaches and migraines are a real interesting one as well, because I used to link them into estrogen dominance, and especially with migraines, or sometimes synthetic birth control but we're starting to see that gi disorders such as h pleura which is a bacterial overgrowth and changes in the microbiome so that imbalance of good to bad gut bacteria have actually been linked to the occurrence of migraines so we're starting to see that those with more inflammation are more prone to migraines or headaches within um, yeah within their day-to-day life so if that's you and you struggle with that, and you're ready, you know, quote-unquote, doing the right things, drinking enough water, focusing in on your diet and trying to get that right, maybe think about some good prebiotics and probiotics to build up that good gut flora to start to see if that makes a difference in your migraines. And lastly, the last sign that you might have an unhealthy gut with G- without GI symptoms is things like hay fever and sinus complaints. So more commonly, I do see this in candida or yeast overgrowth clients that they have a real high sensitivity to uh, perfumes, chemicals, um, things within the air. What's the word? Pollen in the air. Um, so we we do see that and is because your immune is on higher alert, so it's reacting to more things. Also, there might be that histamine overload. But there's more and more studies coming out between the link of hay fever and probiotics. So if we have a higher number of good gut flora, if we have a higher diversity, there tends to be less allergies within um, our clients as well. So that low number of good gut flora, more allergies. So again, probiotics have been shown to help. So this is a new area of research, but it is really interesting as we know that probiotics have those transitional effects so they move through the gut um, decreasing inflammation healing the gut lining balancing bacteria but we really want to think about our prebiotics as well because we want to start to feed so this is your fibers like your phgg or your inulin they're starting to feed those good bacteria and we want to build them up so that like i said all these other non-related symptoms so to speak Can actually start to resolve themselves and this is why I'm so passionate about doing the testing or doing comprehensive stool testing because I want you to know that everything does link back to the gut but sometimes it's not a good idea to go and see an endocrinologist for just your hormones or immunologist for just your autoimmune condition like you need to be thinking about hey my body is all interlinked so if it's interlinked start with the basics start with your gut health start with the root cause build on that first then start to think about your hormones and your periods and your skin and your headaches and the other things so make sure you work backwards now If this is something you want to know more about, you can uh, send me an email, you can find me on Instagram, send me a DM. I would really appreciate it if you subscribe and give me a five-star rating for this podcast as it does help my reach to educate and empower more women. If you want to know more about this topic... Why don't you register for my free Bloated to Beautiful online workshop where you can pick my brain and all these things. I would love to see you there. I would love to, yeah, talk to you, chat to you, and see what things are bugging you from day to day. So please reach out. I'm always happy to help, and I'm always so keen to educate and empower more women.